What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Hello and welcome to Tips by Peel Crime Stoppers here on Saga 960 AM. I'm Brendan Lang here with you on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for coming along with me here today and starting off or getting close to starting off your work week, finishing off, sorry, I won't I won't say that yet, but finishing off your weekend here with me on a Sunday morning. Tips by Peel Crime Stoppers once again. And we're kind of coming up here on, on some milestone episodes. I believe for the radio, it's a little bit different the number of episodes than we have the podcast, but I like to go by the podcast because those are the true original episodes. Um, So this will be episode 34 of the podcast. And then next week for episode 35 might do something a little bit different. Um, so, So look forward to that. Um, and then I will be off in a couple weeks. So we'll have kind of a couple weeks there where we'll be replaying some, uh, some different episodes, some different interviews that I've done um, while I'm, while I'm off uh, from from here, so I won't be putting out new content. But then, once that's done, uh, we can come right back and, and start providing some new content, new interviews. So, definitely looking forward to that. But again, next week will be episode number 35 for the podcast, so I might do something um, a little bit different for that episode. All right, let's get started here. Before we do, of course, want to say you can find Peel Crime Stoppers on social media at Peel Crime Stoppers on Instagram, at Peel Crime Stop on Twitter. That's Peel Crime Stop with two P's, Peel Crime Stop, S T O P P. And then you can find me on Twitter. Twitter. It's blang underscore media. That's B-L-A-N-G underscore media. And then you can find Peel Crime Stoppers online. Of course, if you search up peelcrimestoppers.ca, once you're on there, you will see who they are. You can check that out. Different programs that they do. Seniors, human trafficking, which I do want to talk about here in just a moment. Hate crimes, cyber crimes, um, different events, current events, past events. You can book them for events. Uh, volunteering opportunities, who the community partners are, sponsorships, all that type of stuff. And of course, you have the podcast tab. And I was just kind of mentioning the podcast there. Once you click on that, you will see all the podcasts so far. Right now, we have 33 updated on there. And the last one was when Imran Hassan, the chair of Peel Crime Stoppers, joined the show and talked about kind of what's been going on lately and how the organization has been doing. So that was awesome to talk to him. And then, of course, the main thing, you can donate and you can also submit a tip if you click on that green 
green button there. It says submit tip, or you can call the anonymous tip line, which is 1-800-222-TIPS-8477, 1-800-222-TIPS-8477. And remember that this is something that is completely anonymous. So if you do want to make an anonymous tip, that is the way to go about it. Okay, so jumping right in, before we get to our topic for today, and I will kind of discuss quickly, it's, it's going to be a, a fairly short segment here um, as, we, as we just get things, as we get things going, and, and we will have an interview here in just a moment. But before we do that, I did want to mention that Peel Crime Stoppers is holding an event. It's on Thursday, August 17th. So that is next week, I believe. Let me just make sure, take a look at the calendar here. Uh, it is the 13th today. So yes, that will be Thursday of next week. So mark that on your calendars as I just did right now. Thursday of next week from 10 in the morning until noon. It's at uh, Hilton Meadowvale in the parking lot. Um, and it is a initiative um, for human trafficking. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Um, something like Peel Crime Stoppers is doing. It's at 6750 Mississauga Road. Um, invited stakeholders include law enforcement agencies, media, elected officials, and businesses. So you can check all that out. So that's something that's coming up here in the pretty near future. You definitely don't want to uh, you don't want to miss that. So um, make sure you uh, you check that out. You can go online. Of course, you can find more about it um, to just see kind of what's going on. It's the uh, human trafficking um, event that they're going to be doing. So uh, again, we talked about human trafficking on this show. I feel like definitely once, but even possibly we've, we've mentioned it on other episodes. It's something that's still really important to talk about. So uh, that's an important thing that's coming up again, August 17th. So mark the date. That's Thursday of this week. Okay. So let's get into our episode here today. And what we're going to be talking about is auto thefts and not just any auto thefts, because I know we've talked about it on the show before, even though that was a long time ago. And it is something that's good to continue to talk about, continue to bring up new information about, and that's why we're going to be doing it today, uh, because the CAA uh, had a media release, and the CAA insurance company survey reveals Ontario, or Ontarians, excuse me, are increasingly concerned with the rise in auto theft. So there was a new survey done, kind of talking to, to the residents of Ontario, as, as I'm sure a lot of people listening are here today, and, and they talked about sort of what has been going on, how people are feeling about it, what people are doing to make sure they stay safe and all that type of stuff. So we're going to go over that survey with Elliot Silverstein. So Elliot Silverstein is the Director of Government Relations for CAA Insurance. Um, so he's going to be able to talk about that. He's also going to be able to talk about sort of what needs to be done to make sure people are trying to stay safe. And if it were ever to happen to you and on the insurance side of things, of course, um, what you would need to do if that were to ever happen to you if you were ever put in a situation where you did have your car stolen what would those next steps be so elliot's going to be able to talk about that and then a couple other people from caa who we already talked to in the past um we're gonna have a re-aired interview of nadia matos she's going to come on and talk about some i guess right now we're going to be talking about summer driving tips and then michael stewart he's also going to be here now from that interview and he's going to talk about impaired driving he's going to talk about distracted driving that's more of his area of expertise so we're going to hear him talk about that um it's it's kind of the interviews moved around a little bit we had some winter driving on there before but now it's going to be more focused on the summer aspect of course as we sit here in august in the summer months and the weather's been pretty good it's been pretty good really hot some days some days there might be some rain but 
I'd say overall, we've had a pretty good summer. I know I've been taking a lot of time to get out on the golf course and, and playing a lot of golf. Um, so can't complain too much about how the, uh, how the weather's been. Um, all right. So Coming up next again, it's going to be Elliot Silverstein, and he's going to chat about auto thefts, what we can be doing to make sure that we stay safe, um, and also just kind of what this survey says and what it shows and, and how people are feeling about all these auto thefts that have been happening um, in our region. And then a reared interview with Nadia Matos and Michael Stewart from CAA as well. So you don't want to miss that. It's Elliot Silverstein coming up right after the break. I'm Brendan Lang, and you're listening to Tips by Peel Crime Stoppers right here on Saga 960 AM. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to Tips by Peel Crime Stoppers here on Saga 960 AM, online at Saga960AM.ca. I'm Brendan Lang. So we've talked a lot about auto thefts over the show. We've talked a lot about different scams, different robberies, and we've discussed this one kind of at length because it's important and because it's become extremely common. Um, and there's some new numbers, a new survey that's become available. There's a type of crime. So now I'd like to welcome Elliot Silverstein onto the show. He's the Director of Government Relations for CAA Insurance. Elliot, thanks for taking the time out of your day to come on here. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so glad you could come on. So before we get started in kind of talking about some tips and talking about the survey there with uh, CAA Insurance, I kind of just want to get a feel for uh, your position and what that entails. So, so my my work is really focused on trying to help uh, consumers, you know, and 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 broadly on, on a lot of the issues. So, a lot of our work is focused on whether it be safety issues like distracted driving and, and other road safety initiatives, as well as um, you know the, the cost of insurance, the rising cost of insurance, which which also you know ties somewhat into the the issues of vehicle theft, but also representing you know the the, the organization and our consumers um, on these types of topics because you know we need to have those advocates talking to Queen's Park, talking to municipalities, bringing these issues, partnering with, with police and, and, other, and other organizations to really try and bring a lot of the changes forward. So, you know, a lot of my work is behind the scenes, but, you know, is a, a lot of this felt by, by drivers and, and the public across the province and in some cases across the country. And how did you kind of get into this? I, I was just looking at some of your past experience. <laughs> I saw you were a, you're a professor as well. You do some of that stuff too. So what kind of led you to doing this? So I, I've been I've been with CA about a dozen years now, and um, really, I mean, I've always had an interest in the government and, and stakeholder world, really trying to make a difference. I think you know, there's a lot of things that happen. We see a lot of the things on the news, but how do you bring about change? And I think what I've really enjoyed over my career and getting here is I, I've had that interest in government and and seeing some of those changes. I have background in communications, and this is really the the true marriage of the two. And, and, it, and it really is being able to, to make a difference. You know, I go home at night knowing that the things that I'm doing are are having a big impact for people, whether it be saving money, um, you know, finding tips to stay safe, um, you know, all these things. Even when it comes to things like travel insurance, the same sort of idea with, with travel, you know, it's the same sort of piece. And, you know, it, it's it's a great opportunity to really spread your wings and do a lot of, uh, a lot of work. So I'm very proud to be here a dozen years and uh, lots more on the go. Yeah, for sure. So you, you mentioned their tips, and I, I do want to get to that. Um, but before we do, I, I was looking through the the survey and, and everything, all the stats on the uh, 
on the message that was sent to me. And obviously it's a growing concern, um, but just kind of a stat that stood out to me was from 2014 to 2021, there's 72% increase in auto theft in Ontario and 14% increase in just the past year. So why has it been such a sharp increase recently? Like what kind of goes into that? Well, I think it's a couple of factors. I think, you know, there's a lot more of the the remote sensors that are being used these days. The, the you know, you're, everybody wants that convenience in their car to have the remote starters, to have the access with the key fobs. Um, what we don't want is that you're, you're paying a price for that convenience. And I think that's part of the challenge is that because of these types of technologies, thieves are able to access the cars that much quicker. It used to be having to, to work on the wires, get things moving. You needed time. Now we're seeing a lot of these videos where it's happening in less than a couple of minutes. And that's a huge spike. I mean, at the same time, we also saw during COVID, houses were not being broken into to the same degree because people were home. Cars became that that the little hanging fruit in some respects because they were sitting idle in many cases. And, you know, you put the two together, it's a, it's a very unhealthy combination between the fact that Cars have been sitting idle. The technology is a lot more accessible and, and online to for thieves to access. And we need to um, change some habits. I think that's where it really comes down to for us is getting everybody in the short term to change their habits to keep their cars as safe as possible. And you said you don't want, of course, people paying a, a price for having these types of things. Are there any cars that like specifically have been targeted, like types of cars that you see um, stolen like more often than others? So, you know, every year the, the Equite Association uh, releases its top 10 list, and that's uh, an industry organization focused on uh, on theft. And, and, they you know, a lot of it is focused on a lot of the um, high-end SUVs right now, as well as a select number of pickup trucks. Those are the ones that are really in high demand. Those are the ones that also have a high interest in other markets across the world. Um, so those are the ones that are being scooped up pretty quickly. I mean, you're seeing some of the F-150s, you're seeing some of the, the high-end uh, Range Rovers, Jeeps that are that are being targeted. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we really try to stress is that even if your car is not on that top 10 list, you don't necessarily have to take a breath and say, okay, I'm good. You still right. need to be vigilant. And I think that's the that's the part that really gets lost in the conversation is you say, I'm not on the list. I'm good. I'll just keep going on my way doing what I'm doing. And that's not the way to do it. And also in that survey, and kind of goes along with what you're saying, there's 57% of people that live in the GTA have significant concerns about their cars being stolen. Like, do you think that number should be higher than that? You know, I, I think that it's, it's, it's one of those numbers where people don't think it's going to happen to them. You know, we, we saw the numbers in our survey that, again, nearly six and 10 in, in the GTA have said that they're concerned about vehicle theft, but only 30% or so really think it's going to happen to them. It's, it's that whole, it's going to happen to a neighbor. It's going to happen to a friend. It can't happen to me. And that's the false sense of security. And that's what I was getting to about some of the tips and the tools that we want people to use. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to be the one waking up in the morning and realizing your car has been taken. It's that false sense of security that really is is the is the piece that people can change so quickly by being more vigilant. And that's not just in terms of protecting your car, but even things like talking to your neighbors and sharing things that you've seen in your community. If you see something suspicious, tell the police, talk to your neighbors, you know, make sure you've got your cameras accessible. Like there's so many little things that you can do because again, people say, Oh, I drive, you know, this year, this model, there's no possible way my car is going to get stolen until it does. Right. And and also too, just because you mentioned, uh, I'm saying something, I think that's where crime stoppers can come in as well. If you do see some suspicious activity, um, it's always good to use that as well. Uh, something I wanted to kind of get into, and you talked about the, 
the more technology that's being used in cars and people having the key fobs and the remote starters. So what are like the methods that are kind of being used? I did have an episode on this a few weeks back, actually, probably um, a few months back, actually, with a, a man named Brian Gast from Equite. Um, I talked to him. So he kind of went over some, but I mean, that was a little while ago, maybe even been a year ago. I can't really remember exactly when I talked to him. So what are some of those techniques that are being used to to, to seal these cars? So th- there's a lot of the, the technical pieces where they're they're trying to get into the to the mechanics of the of the car. I mean, you know, the whether it be the onboard dash port, uh, the OBD port, um, you know, the CAN bus, some of the, the systems inside the car. That's where they're they're really trying to reprogram. Um, the challenge is that a lot of those details have been shared, you know, worldwide on 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 the web, and and you know that's that's part of the challenge that the accessible um, information is there. And if somebody has the right tools, the right computer, the right technology, they can get into a car relatively quickly. And that's why, you know, it's it's a matter of, you know, we used to talk about saying to people, don't leave your car idling while you're running and grab a cup of coffee or pick up your cleaning or, or your prescription. Like now it, it's, you know, the same amount of time your car could be idle, your cars, your keys in the house, and the exact same thing can happen. I'm speaking with uh, Elliot Silverstein right now. He is the uh, director of government relations for CAA insurance. Um, another thing in here, and I'm kind of just going through the, the numbers of, of people and, and the numbers here of saying that 82% of drivers are insuring their vehicles always locked and 77% of drivers insure valuables are out of sight. But it also kind of says here, and I think this is something that that's very stressed and you've kind of talked about it a few times on here as well, is that in most cases, basic auto theft prevention doesn't go far enough. And there's also numbers in there. It says 6% of people are using a steering wheel lock and things like that. So is that something, or maybe not the steering wheel lock lock specifically, but those types of things, something that you'd like to see more people kind of take advantage of and start using? Absolutely. I I think, you know, we we talk about some of the basic habits, you know, we talked about it for, for years, keep your cars locked at all times, keep valuables out of sight. Those are the standards. We talk about it at Christmas season every year, reminding people that they have packages in their cars. Don't do it. Those are, those are the standard ones. And, And I think that people have that belief that that's enough and that's not the case anymore. You know, when you look at things like a steering wheel lock, you think you said 6% said they use them. That's an immediate visual deterrent because, again, if it's the middle of the night and there is a crime of opportunity happening and somebody wants to get access to your type of car, they see that club, the the vehicle, the the steering wheel uh, uh, deterrent right there. That's for them to say, I need 10 minutes to get to this car, not two minutes. I'm going to move on to something else. And while that's unfortunate for somebody else, you've protected your car in the process. At the same time, the Faraday pouches where you have the, the, the pouches that block the radio frequencies of your key fob, less than 10% are actually using those. And again, you say to yourself, these are inexpensive tools that you can use right now to, to keep your car safe. I mean, even with the Faraday pouch, it's also changing the habits of not keeping your car keys at the front of the house. Because again, if it's a radio frequency, the further away it is, the harder it is to get access to it. So these are some behavioral changes that people can do right now to try and make their car safer and their house safer. And another behavioral change too, and I think it was 50% of people um, parking their car in, in locked garages. Now that's something too, that would be a, an easy change. If you are somebody who leaves your car outside to just kind of, that's something that can be quickly done and you're not spending any more money on anything else. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people have access to garages. Not everybody does. And if you're not using your garage to keep your car safe, it's time to consider it. And if you can't, and you have multiple vehicles in your household, one of the things you can also change is putting your lower valued vehicle 
closer to the boulevard. By doing that, you have then another barrier that makes it harder to get access to that car that you're really concerned about being stolen. So now kind of going on to more of the the tip side, and we talked a little bit about it, parking in the garage and and the steering wheel lock, Faraday pouch, all those kind of things. But could you just kind of go into some more kind of tips just to make sure people uh, are staying safe from this type of thing? Absolutely. There's there's so many things that people can do, and it really can be tailored to to your your daily commute, what where you're what you're doing, and where and where you're living. So again, you know, using a garage, keeping things out of sight, even you know, equipping your home with better lighting, and having motion sensors, having cameras installed. All these things can go a long way. You know, considering things like immobilizers, or when you're going to a a, a mall, parking in a well lit area, like the things that you can have that serve as a deterrent. Can you prevent it 100%? No, but can you reduce the risk? Absolutely. And I think that, you know, while we look long-term about how are we going to adjust and address some of the technology issues, in the short-term, consumers can do a lot to keep their cars safe and and do everything they can to to protect their vehicle, regardless of what kind of car you have. And you said it right there. I mean, you can go through all these steps, and I've said this so many times on this show, kind of a... not mattering what the scam or what the ro- robbery or any type of thing is, even if you do take the steps, there is still a possibility that it can happen to you. So what's kind of after these cars are being taken, like like what's happening to them? Are, are they being used for the parts of them? Are they being completely sold different places? Like what's kind of going on in that situation? So it's a mix. I mean, you, you have those crimes of opportunity where somebody's looking for any type of car to use for their own purposes, whether it be to commit another crime or, or so forth. And, th- and those have been happening for years and years. And now we're also seeing like twofold. One, the part shortage. So some cars are being used to get access to the parts, you know, whether it be, you know, you know, external materials, it could be catalytic converters, um, other types of things that are happening right now. And then there's a huge lucrative market internationally for certain vehicles. And that, and that's part of the problem is that too often, you know, you, you have your car stolen in the middle of the night. By the time you open your front door in the morning, that car is in another province getting ready to be shipped to another country. And that's the unfortunate part is, is that these things are happening so quickly and so frequently. And that's why we're trying to, to really work with so many organizations to to slow this down. I mean, you know, can can we eliminate it in, in one shot? No. But are we are we fortunate that so many different organizations ranging from police to government, you know, you know, the insurance industry and, and so forth are all working, you know, in, in parallel on this because this solution, like the solution to this issue is not going to come from one group. This is not going to come ex- exclusively from one area. Everybody has to roll up their sleeves and that includes drivers. They have to be part of that solution by making it harder for thieves to get access to your car. And the more that that happens, the harder it is for them. And you talk about all the organizations that are, are part of this and trying to make sure we minimize this. So, so if you are somebody, you take these precautions, but if it does happen to you, what should the next steps be? Like you said, I mean, sometimes it's it's shipped right away. Like, I mean, maybe it's kind of hard to do things in that situation, but what should those next step steps be? If Say, like you just kind of mentioned an example, you wake up one morning and the car is gone. I mean, there's two immediate phone calls. One, one is to the police to let them know that your car has been stolen because it, you know, in some cases, <clears throat> the car, the cars are often left to cool off in a certain area, perhaps not too far away. I've heard many examples where cars are recovered, you know, eight to ten hours later because it's been sitting somewhere idle and somebody came across it. Um, letting your insurance company know as well because you want to make sure that they're aware. Um, because again, the, these claims are quite significant. Like we're not talking about a claim of five thousand dollars. 
you know, in, in most cases, you're looking at a, a vehicle, you know, 40, 50, $60,000 in value that if they're not recovered, that that's a, that's a total loss. And, uh, you know, it has to go through the processes there. So you want to make those phone calls early. You know, we've always said, you know, make sure you have a copy of your insurance information in your, in your house. I know a lot of people tend to keep it in their car, not necessarily in their wallet. So you want to have those, those numbers available. Um, if you ever run into a situation that you can call your insurance company and let them know as soon as possible. And another course of action that some people would possibly take is putting like Apple Air tags in them. Like, would you suggest doing anything like that? You know, that's another immediate option that people can use because, again, if you hide it and you hide it well, that that can help provide information. Again, you know, if 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 thieves get access to it, it's game over. But um, you know, again, if you can hide it and conceal it well and have it in a spot that's accessible. If you have that information and you know your car is on a certain highway and it's moving in a certain direction and you can provide that level of detail, that's important data for police because you're also providing them real-time information about where some of these vehicles have been uh, scooped up, where they're heading and where they may be cooling off and you may be part of a broader solution to a bigger problem. All right, Elliot, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on here. Before I let you go, though, I did just want to ask, is there anywhere online that people can find maybe uh, these tips that we talked about here today? So we do provide information on a regular basis on our website, which is caasco.com. We, we provide lots of information in our magazine. We have blogs and so forth. And we really try to educate consumers you know, throughout the year uh, on these types of issues so that people can be vigilant at all times. All right, Elliot, thank you so much. That was thank really you. great of you to come on here and, and talk about these tips because, again, it is something that uh, is happening a lot here recently. So once again, just a big thanks for coming on today. Thank you. All right, that was Elliot Silverstein. Elliot, of course, is the Director of Government Relations for CAA Insurance. And again, just talking about auto thefts, we've done a few episodes. Now, we actually did a really early episode. I think it might have been the second ever episode that was on carjackings. And then I talked to Brian Gast from Equite about auto thefts. And now talking to Elliot here, um, he was able to provide even more information on it because, again, it's something that we can continue to cover on this show just because of how often it does happen within uh, our our everyday lives. And it seems like it's it's almost an everyday occurrence at this point, which is something that we kind of need to, to to slow down. And, and we have the support from from the police. He was talking about that. And Crime Stoppers can definitely be be utilized for this as well. Um, and just seeing that survey and seeing these things and knowing that there are still areas for people to uh to improve in their in their kind of safety and what they're doing so that was really important to talk to uh, to elliot here today a big thank you to him for coming on now we're going to go to a re-aired interview kind of switched it up a little bit so we get more of the summer driving aspect and the distracted driving impaired driving all that thing that's with nadia matos and michael stewart both from caa so uh stick around for that if you missed that or if you kind of just want to get refreshed on some of the things they were talking about it is a great interview on the other side so don't go away you're listening to tips by peel crime stoppers i'm brandon lang and this is saga 960 a.m Stream us live at saga960am.ca.
Hello and welcome back to Tips by Peel Crime Stoppers here on Saga 960 AM. I'm Brendan Lang here on a Sunday morning as we continue to discuss road safety on today's episode. And now I'm joined by two people from CAA to talk more on this topic. Nadia Matos, who is the Manager of External Communication at CAA and Michael Stewart, who works as a Community Relations Consultant at CAA Club Group. Welcome and thanks for coming on here today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So first, I just kind of want to start off with, and I do this with with all the interviews, I gave you a brief introduction there, but if we could go maybe into a little bit more depth of what your role is specifically with CAA. So uh, Nadia, we can start with you, and then um, once you're done with that, then uh, Michael can go ahead. Well, uh, my role, as you mentioned, is the manager of external communications, and really uh, my job is to try to communicate some of the very valuable key messages that uh, that we are known for, like road safety and winter driving safety and summer driving safety. So a lot of those things, you know, we all live very busy lives, so whenever we can kind of you know, reintroduce some of the stuff that we all know, but sometimes just need a reminder, that's my role. And Michael, yeah, go ahead. And my role is I'm a community relations consultant with CA, and I look after our traffic safety initiatives. So whenever you see a campaign out of CA about either distracted driving, cannabis impaired driving, or resources to inform members and Ontario drivers about uh, dangerous driving habits and even some of the laws in Ontario around road safety, uh, that falls under me at CA, and that's what I work uh, for every day. All right, let's jump right into it here. So I wanted to talk, of course, about distracted driving, and we'll get there in a moment. But first, Nadia, I wanted to ask you, um, we've talked about winter driving in the past on this show, and, and, and now, of course, we're not in the winter. So if we're talking summer driving, you've talked about tips for the winter, what you need to be doing to make sure you're staying safe. And, and of course, that can do, or excuse me, that can be a lot of things like making sure you have that safety kit or or making sure you have a full gas tank or, or those kind of things you're having, of course, in that safety kit, like something to be able to dig you out if you were to get stuck or something to uh, clean your car off, all that kind of stuff. Um, but what would the main differences be? Uh, there are some similarities, of course, but what would those differences be from winter driving to summer driving safety tips, of course, as we're in the as we're in the summer right now? Well, of course, you know, you're not dealing with some of the elements that you're dealing with in the winter driving versus summer driving, but you are still dealing with extreme heat that takes a toll on the car battery. So you want to make sure that your car battery is going to last through the summer and the winter months, because I don't think a lot of people realize that the average car battery only lasts three to five years. And that's because of the increased demands that we put on the car battery, things like plugging in a GPS, plugging in your phone, running DVDs in it, that kind of stuff can, um, you know, in the keyless entry, that stuff can draw energy and power from your battery all the time. And so you want to make sure that your battery is in good working condition, that your tires are in good working condition and, and, you know, and your windshield wipers as well are in good working conditions. But I think the big difference between winter and summer driving is we all know it, it's the snow, it's the ice, it's the slick conditions, which can happen in the summer with rain, but not as often. I'm speaking with uh, Nadia Matos and Michael Stewart now, Kind of moving off of the sort of uh, seasonal driving aspect, and I wanted to talk here um, with Michael and maybe a bit more of your area of expertise. And I and I wanted to talk about you know distracted driving, impaired driving, um, even pedestrian safety. Um, 
Now, I was checking, and I want to start off with distracted driving because I feel like that's something that has, uh, I guess, reared its ugly head here recently, of course, with a lot more people being on um, phones and all that kind of stuff. So I was just checking the CA website, and it says um, from these stats here, I think it was 2020 that I looked at, it says eight in 10 people admit to doing something distracting while driving. Now, I mean, that must be a bit of an alarming number. Um, What kind of different things are they talking about when they're saying distracted driving? Distracted driving can take many forms. So when it comes to the actual law in Ontario, distracted driving is the distracted driving law is mainly focused on handheld devices. But it's important to remember that driving does require your full attention. So when we have that survey stat, which was from our national office in 2021, that had almost eight in 10 Canadians admitted to being distracted while driving, that were things like texting on their phone, making phone calls, even the infotainment system and console within your vehicle. Those have some large screens. Those can uh, have different settings that you want to adjust, whether that be your GPS, temperature, radio. There's different things on those screens that can be adjusted while driving, but unfortunately doing those does take your attention away from the road. So similar to what Nadia mentioned earlier, being prepared, making sure that before you set off on your drive that you set your phone to do not disturb, or you set up your playlist, set up your GPS, making sure that you are interacting as little with the different features within your car as possible can help make sure that you arrive to your destination safely. That was another thing too that I was reading. I don't remember the exact number here, but a a lot of people are are using um, a GPS too. So I think that's really important as well to make sure you put that in, you know, before you go out when when you're driving, not while you're doing it. also, I mean, of course, there's the dangers that come with uh, distracted driving and, and causing an accident and all that kind of stuff. And But I wanted to ask about maybe more the legal implications of it. Like, what kind of fines or, or could we be looking at with distracted driving? So in Ontario, we actually have some of the toughest penalties in Canada when it comes to any sort so form of road safety violations. So when it comes to distracted driving, that first conviction can land you with a $615 fine, three demerit points, and a three-day license suspension. And that's just for your first offense. If you go to court uh, and if you're convicted, you can also face a fine of up to $1,000. And subsequent uh, offenses after that, like a second or third conviction, you're facing larger fines, up to six demerit points, seven-day license suspension, or even a 30-day license suspension upon your third conviction. So there are quite a few penalties when it comes to distracted driving. And even when you look at your insurance renewal, and that factors in as well for impaired driving, when it's time for your insurance to be renewed, insurance companies can see that you've had these uh, offenses on your record, on your driving record, and they can see that you've been charged with it, impaired driving or distracted driving. And they, your insurance company could choose not to renew your insurance, or they could increase your insurance significantly. So there is yes there's the roadside penalties but there's also the other penalties that come after the fact and it's important for folks to realize that and to understand that it's not worth it safe driving is the best choice you can make and it will honestly it'll save you money in the long run if you continue to follow the rules of the road and you mentioned there impaired driving and that's something else that that you focus on as well and that we wanted to talk about and that could be under the influence of alcohol or cannabis i'd say would be the probably the most to uh the two most common things that you would say and earlier you talked about initiatives that you're doing um to combat these types of things uh what initiatives are you doing right now for uh, impaired driving 
For impaired driving, CAA continues to use its various channels to educate our members and Ontario drivers about safe and sober driving. So we talk about the effects of cannabis on your ability to drive. So cannabis can affect your reaction time, your coordination, your depth perception, and your ability to multitask, which are all important skills and abilities that you need while behind the wheel. And CA also really focuses on educating about edible cannabis use. Edibles are different than smoked cannabis. The effects can take longer to kick in. And unfortunately, sometimes folks might be at a party, be out with friends, or even be at home, have a bit of an edible, whether that be one gummy, half a gummy, half a brownie, and then they don't feel anything maybe for 30 minutes. So they decide, oh, okay, well, this isn't going to go well. Like I'm not feeling anything. I'm just going to get in my car, go somewhere else. And unfortunately, they might end up feeling that peak high mid-vehicle trip, which is dangerous and is something that we want to remind folks of those dangers and making sure that they are planning ahead for a safe ride home. And just reminding drivers that if you are going to do cannabis, do anything but drive. If you are going to consume alcohol, make sure that you have a plan for a safe ride home. Essentially, if alcohol or cannabis are involved in any of your plans, just make sure that there isn't driving isn't part of that plan as well. And I think that's an extremely important thing to realize because, you know, there's always been um, I, I remember seeing commercials uh, a couple of years ago, probably saying if you've um, smoked cannabis within the past four hours, you shouldn't get behind the wheel. Or if you've had this many drinks, you're saying that it should be zero um, in, in this scenario. Correct. It's best just to it's a safe rule of thumb of just don't mix the two behaviors. So whether that is before you're going out for a night or even having people over, having that plan of whether, okay, are folks going to stay over at our place? Are we going to mm-hmm. Uber, ride, another rideshare service, take public transit? There are options available. So it's important that to just take that time and make that decision and make that plan. It's going to keep you safe. It's going to keep other road users safe. And it's it's more worth it to spend the extra few minutes making that plan for a safe ride home than it is to deal with the consequences of those actions. And then if you're a person that's, I guess, not behind the wheel and not necessarily actively um, involved in that type of behavior, but see, say you see somebody that you suspect may be impaired or maybe um, they may be distracted, wh- what could you do to report that kind of thing? Yes, if you are a driver or even if you are a pedestrian or other road user, and you witness another driver who you suspect might be impaired behind the wheel or is driving dangerously, you can report that to 911. And it's important to do so. We hear from our police colleagues. I know this past weekend, I believe it was in York region, they were able to get someone off the road because someone called them into 911. Police resources are out there. Unfortunately, they can't be everywhere at once. Uh, But when we have citizens who are out there and who are observing this behavior and do call it in, then police are become aware of that driver and can go and find them and hopefully take them off the roads. And you just mentioned there pedestrians, and I want to talk about pedestrian safety here in just a moment. But before we do that, I wanted to ask, because this show, of course, is tips by Peel Crime Stoppers. So we have a, a focus on Crime Stoppers. Is there any way or any type of behavior on the road that you think could be reported through Crime Stoppers or I guess, would it just be better to go directly to the police because we need to get these people off the streets as quickly as possible? Especially for impaired driving, if you do suspect drivers impaired, 
I would definitely go with 911. Uh, that person, if you believe that person is currently impaired behind the wheel, it's best to get police involved as soon as we can. Crime Stoppers is definitely a great resource and perhaps for other forms of dangerous driving behavior that don't pose an imminent danger uh, before impaired driving. Definitely call 911. There are programs out there and there's resources out there uh, that encourage this. To make sure that you're doing that and try and get those impaired drivers off the road. And then on the topic of, of pedestrian safety and, and earlier in this interview, um, when I was talking to Nadia, we were talking about um, if you were to stall on the side of the road, for example, what should you do in, in that scenario? I guess you're not necessarily a pedestrian in that scenario, but I guess just as a person, um, like, should you not get out of your car under any circumstance or what should you do to make sure that you're staying safe in that kind of scenario? I believe Nadia did mention it best of just stay in your vehicle. If you do feel that you are in danger, call 911 and they can get uh, police out to you and try and make a safer location for you. But if you are, if you do unfortunately happen to be in that situation where your vehicle breaks down or you're involved in a collision, assess the situation. If you are broken down in a live lane of traffic, remain in your vehicle, keep your seatbelt on and call 911 immediately. Uh, you can pull off to the side of the road, assess the situation. Uh, if it's a busy highway with cars going by, it's best to stay in that in your vehicle with your seatbelt on. Uh, but if it is more of a quieter road and it is safe to get out of your vehicle, do get out of your vehicle on the side opposite of traffic. So if you're broken down on the right side, leave your vehicle via the passenger side door. It just gets you that much further away from traffic. And if you do want to wait outside of your vehicle, if there is a safe area around you that is further away from the roads, you can do that. But basic rule of thumb, especially if you're broken down on a highway, is remain in your vehicle, keep your seatbelt on, and call either roadside assistance, or if you do feel in danger, call 911. Uh, CAA or 911 will get to you and help clear you from that situation. All right. Um, we're almost out of time here, but I do want to uh, ask about um, the website where some of these tips can be found online. Like where, where should we go? Where should uh, people be going for that? For our road safety tips, uh, if you want to visit casco.com slash road safety, uh, there will be a link to all the various programs and resources we have. So whether that be for distracted driving, impaired driving, pedestrian, cycling safety, and even winter driving tips. All those links will be listed there and uh, people can, are free to go there. Uh, if they have any questions, uh, they can also reach out uh, via uh, traffic safety at casco.com. And that email does go to me uh, if they have any questions. All right, perfect. And and just to finish things off, it doesn't have necessarily too much to do with the topic, but um, Nadia, you did tell me before that you uh, were the chair of Waterloo Crime Stoppers for two years. And of course, this is since this is a Crime Stoppers show, I just kind of wanted to ask um, your perspective on a, on the organization, having been in it before. Well, I know that the volunteers that work at Crime Stoppers are so dedicated to try to keep the program going and really believe in the program. And that is, you know, rewarding good people for information on, you know, crimes that are happening in different communities. And, um, you know, I think it, it still continues to have value. I know that we, uh, you know, our police partners uh, tell us that a lot of tips uh, are often uh, solved or a lot of crimes are often solved by tips and so I think that uh, 
keep up the good work, Crime Stoppers, and anybody that's listening, you know, call 1-800-222-TIPS. All right. Well, thank you very much, Nadia, Michael. It's just, it's an extremely important um, topic to cover. And road safety is is something I feel like not a lot of people necessarily think about because it's just part of an everyday um, routine. People get in their cars, they drive to work, whatever it may be. So it's just extremely important to get this information out. Michael and Nadia, thank you so much for coming on here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, well, there you have it. That was Michael Stewart and Nadia Matos talking about some seasonal driving tips. Um, We talked about winter earlier earlier on, so I just kind of moved this interview around a little bit. So it's more about the summer driving aspect and then talking to Michael there about all the different um, safety tips for distracted driving, impaired driving, all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of his area of expertise. So that was great to hear from him all of those types of, uh, of different things. And it was, it's extremely important to, uh, to know these things because, again, driving is such an integral part of a lot of people's lives that you don't really think about it too much. You just kind of get in the car, you drive, you go to work, you go out, you go whatever, you go to eat, you do whatever you want. And it's always having to do with driving. You're always getting in that car. So sometimes it's just kind of second nature. You're not really thinking about you know, making sure that you're staying safe and all these types of things because it is something that's so common in everyday life and something that a lot of people do every day. So that's why I think it's it's good to kind of come on here and talk about uh, different safety tips. And then, of course, talk to Elliot Silverstein earlier on in the show in that first interview there. And, and also, same thing, he talks about kind of the, the a, a different side of it, not necessarily road safety tips, but he's talking about auto theft because it's so rampant these days. Um, and it does happen quite a bit, no matter uh, what neighborhood you're living in. So that's why I feel like knowing those safety tips, knowing how to keep yourself safe from those types of crimes that could be happening to you, like auto thefts and things like that, that it, it's, it's, it's great to hear the perspective of people that, that do this every day, right? Like you have Nadia Matos there who, um, that this is what she talks about. And then you have Michael Stewart who talks more on the, uh, on the, distracted driving side. And then we have Elliot Silverstein, who's part of the insurance group at CAA. So he talks about auto thefts. And we've done a few episodes about auto thefts. We talked to Brian Gast, um, of course, earlier on. And he talked a lot about the different types of ways that they can do this. I think we actually did talk to Ritesh at one point. Um, I know we've had Ritesh on twice, and he talked about the gift card scam, and then uh, just some like cybersecurity, cyber um, cleanliness type of thing, but I feel like there was also a conversation, maybe I didn't have that conversation on air, maybe it was off air that we talked about it, but nonetheless, we have talked about it on numerous occasions of making sure that people are staying safe and knowing the signs um, that auto theft could be happening. So, big thank you to Elliot Silverstein for coming on here today, and then of course that reared interview with Nadia Matos and Michael Stewart. Obviously a big thank you to them when they did come on the show. Alright, so that wraps things up here on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for coming along with me here today. Of course, if you want to find Peel Crime Stoppers on social media, it's at Peel Crime Stoppers on Instagram, at Peel Crime Stop, that's Peel Crime Stop, S-T-O-P-P on Twitter, and then if you go on their website, you can find a bunch of different things. Of course, if you go to Peel Crime Stoppers.com 
You can check out different programs that they have, check out different events that have been going on. We've been talking a lot about that on previous episodes. And then, of course, you can donate. You can also submit a tip. You can do that online. You can do it through your P3 app, or you can call 1-800-222-TIPS. That's 8477, 1-800-222-TIPS, 8477, to make an anonymous tip. Thank you so much for coming along with me here on this Sunday morning. Have a great rest of your weekend and a great start to your work week. I'm Brendan Lang, and you're listening to Tips by Peel Crime Stoppers right here on Saga 9. 60 a.m. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.